And now joining me on ATP Tennis Radio is Rob Morgan, who is the coach for Joe Salisbury and Rajiv Ram. And in true Italian style, as we're doing this interview, we've got a coffee. I've gone for the Americano with a little bit of cold milk. Rob has gone for, it looks quite nice actually, I might have to change next time. Espresso macchiato, very, uh, very strong for this time in the evening, I think. Well, you are going to the gym after this interview. Is that, is that a double or is that just a single? Well, you know how you say it, I'm hoping it's a single, but it's probably a double. <laughs> well, when I have seen you this week, your, your message to me has always been, after we finish work with Joe and Rajiv, you're in the gym. So is that, is that a regular occurrence of what you do in the gym? Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to... It's, I see it when you're, when you're on the tour a lot, you've you got to find some downtime somewhere. So that tends to be my my downtime, my my meditation, if you like, is going to the gym, getting away from it all and yeah, pretending to lift big weights and grunting quite a lot tends to, tends to make me feel better at the end of the day. So are you, are you more of a weights man or are you someone that likes to, uh, to get on the, the treadmill or a bike or the, the cl- versa climber? No, I, I, I do both, but I definitely prefer weight training. I tend to, if I'm going to do some cardio, I'll, it's because I have to make myself do it. If I'm not playing that day, not hitting him with the guys, then I'll, I'll tend to do some sort of cardio. But yeah, mix, good mix. How important is it as a coach, Rob, that you're seen to be also working hard and in shape? From my point of view, I think it's very important. I mean, one of my coaching philosophies is as a coach, I believe you should try and see yourself as you would do as if you were a player. Try to improve in many aspects of your coaching day-to-day life and your coaching development so for example going to the gym even though we just joked about it a little bit there for me is actually something that I take quite seriously I wake up in the morning I try and stretch go to the gym fit get keep fit stay fit stay injury free because as a coach it is quite physically demanding when you need to hit with players and obviously you're at this level you're playing with you know world-class players so they need someone that can keep up with them physically but on the the other side of development as a as a person and as a coach, I believe there's a couple of other things that you can do. For example, I have three or four people that I tap into and see as mentors and and bounce ideas off. And you know, I try and take as much as I can from from other people, whether it's my peers or whether it's talking to someone at a tournament about tennis or even about their experiences within the sport. I've always been a great believer in you know, taking something from someone, even if it's not what you want to hear. And, and who are those four people? Uh, so I speak to a guy called Richard D'Souza, who works on the psychological side of things. He actually helped me with uh, Ashley Hewitt, a guy who I used to coach a few, about six, seven years ago now. So he was a very promising junior player from Great Britain. Yep. Uh, and then I was coaching Ash at the start of his professional career and uh, Richard uh, met Ashley or Ashley sorry approached Richard and that's how I struck up a first working relationship with Richard was actually through coaching Ashley um, and then when Ash stopped playing tennis I kept in communication with Rich just because I loved his values I loved how he operated and, and, and saw the best in people And uh, it's interesting you say that because so often you hear players talk about they need to speak to psychologists but you don't often hear about coaches yeah well the, my initial 
attraction to working with Richard was for him to help me help my players. I don't necessarily, again, this is just my personal view, I don't necessarily think that a sports psychologist works fantastically well with a player. I feel like the best benefit you're going to get out of a sports psychologist is working through the coach for the player because the time that the support psychologist actually spends with the player isn't enough time whereas the coach is with them daily most weeks of the year and they will have the biggest impact so making sure that the coach works directly with the support psychologist I think is an extremely powerful way of of taking something that a coach necessarily isn't an expert in whereas a psychologist or a mental life coach might be and taking stuff from them and using that and inputting it in your own way as a coach. Have you always had those views or is that just something that's evolved with the more experience you've had as a coach? I've always been extremely open-minded to help. One thing I'm not shy of is getting things wrong and I've always liked feedback. As I said, even if it's something that I don't necessarily want to hear, I always welcome it because I'm going to get something from it. But as I've gained experience through coaching it's definitely something that has worked for me and allowed me to be the best version of myself as a coach therefore I'm going to give the player the best of me so yeah I guess through experience of doing it it's it's made me buy in more and more and take it more seriously and it would always be something that I would advise coaches to do as well as you know other things in in their day-to-day life which will make them a better person you touched on the mentors you, you mentioned one who, who were the other three that are your mentors and that you learn from uh the other one senior person that i look up to is someone that i've worked with closely over the last couple of years but i've known for about five years is louis kaya so i speak closely with louis um most weeks if i'm not with him uh, again, fountain of knowledge, got lots of experience, comes from a slightly different dynamic, comes from a factual, statistical area of the game. However, has had lots of experience of producing you know, Grand Slam champions and singles and doubles players, not just doubles players, even though people think he is solely a doubles coach. He's had a lot of experience working with singles players, so he's got a wealth of experience, so I speak to him relatively often and that's quite a natural conversation it's not necessarily you know we plan a phone call or anything it just kind of happens uh, and actually someone that I look up to even though they are younger than me is my brother I'm extremely close to my brother and you know. just to clear up your brother George was an exceptional junior who was it final of junior Wimbledon won the doubles am I am I correct or maybe you can correct me yeah, so George made final doubles one year, then won the doubles the next year with Mate Pavic. Uh, won the Orange Bowl, under-18s, final, so sorry, semi-finals of a couple of junior slams, and he yeah, was a pretty good young professional as well. Um, but me and George have a great relationship. I coached George for, for three and a half, four years when at the back end of his career, but we're extremely close and you know, George is, he thinks similar to me, but not the same. And I think that's something which is key when you when you try and take something from someone is that they don't think the same as you. Because if they think the same as you, then you're only ever going to get the same answer of what if you were to ask yourself, you know. So coming from someone who is extremely close to me, closer than any other person, that is, that's an important relationship which I feel like I 
can bounce ideas off him uh, anytime and know I'm going to get complete honest feedback. Uh, not that I don't from the others, but you know it comes from totally the right place and it's, it's, it's authentic and honest, yeah. And the fourth? Uh, the fourth, it's not necessarily one person. I feel like the kind of the fourth I see as what can I get from randomers? You know. So are you someone who, who, when you're on tour, are you always sort of tapping into coaches, players, ex-players, asking for advice? I think as I've developed as a coach, especially in the last couple of years, obviously myself, Joe and Rajiv, as a team, we have achieved a lot in the last couple of years. And I feel like my coaching values have been more cemented. So I don't necessarily ask for advice on, you know, certain things, but it's more getting experiences or hearing experiences of other people. And I think that's extremely important about how you go about your business going forward because then there is no doubt going to be some experiences that some older players or coaches or anyone on the tour really would have had that I might not have had but can take something from whether it's just a principle about going about things or what happened when player X achieved this or what when what happened when player X didn't achieve this how how did the conversation go you know tell me a story about something that helped you back in the day and you know I'm I'm very welcoming of those conversations and yeah, I just find it super interesting. And even if it's like something that I don't necessarily agree with, like I said, taking taking a step forward isn't always necessarily hearing what you want to hear. Sometimes it's actually taking something on board, even if you don't like it, pushing it aside and, uh, and going, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would do it that way. That's one, you know, one thing eliminated that I know I won't need to do or don't think I should do because of X, Y, or Z. Just take you back to the beginning of the, the interview, you talked about your training, you talked about meditation, and something that, that Joe did in an interview on ATP Tennis Radio a couple of months ago, and he talked about meditation, and, and is, that, is that something that you've done together, or is that just, just so happens that it's coincidental? No, I think it's, that's a coincidence. I mean, Joe obviously speaks to me a lot about you know, how he goes about managing himself, and we do have conversations of me suggesting certain things and you know open conversations but that has come from him um but i was you know we're fully aware of what what goes on behind closed doors to, to help a player and so what would you do in terms of the meditation what, what would for him well for both of you for him i don't exactly know what goes through his mind but i know that before a match joe takes five or ten minutes to himself in a quiet room headphones in and that's it you won't see him for five ten minutes so I don't actually know exactly what goes through his mind but he's obviously into a pretty good routine um, for me it varies I mean for me it varies I think it's important to, to to fully embrace your personality I'm a pretty confident person I've always been outgoing and fiery sometimes if we're being honest here sometimes that can go a little too much. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because if you look at Joe and Rajiv, they look both very calm people. So how do you as a coach get that balance? I 
think one thing that I've always had is I bring the passion, I bring the love for the sport. And you understand your personality and what strengths you can bring, but you also know that if you overpower someone with that, it might push them over the edge or it might be too much for them. So, you know, that is a that is a fine tuning exercise which is constantly monitored, but it does change. It's not, you know, for me and me and Joe actually had this conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago or not even that, about a week ago, with how we are going to approach matches. And in the past, we've tried to make things calm, clear, you know, completely... What's the word I'm looking for? Just simplicity of calmness and clarity. But recently, you know, we've, we've had an open conversation. It's going to be, no, this is what you're going to do without fail this is your arousal levels are going to be here regardless of the tennis this is what is, you are going to be like this is what you're going to do and so, so what you're saying sometimes in the biggest matches Joe just doesn't quite have the energy levels because he just hasn't been able to, to get the balance right is that what you're saying? No I'm not saying that what I'm saying is that it's important to move with how the person is feeling and the person doesn't always feel the same you know, we've we had a lot of success this year, and Joe was on an extreme. Joe and Rajiv were on extreme highs. You know, one Joe and Rajiv won the U.S. Open, and Joe won the U.S. Open mixed. And before that, we won Toronto. I think they won something at 22 out of 23 matches in a row. Something something ridiculous. So they're on an extreme high there. So what tends to happen after an extreme high? There tends to be a bit of a low. And you have, to, you have to see that as a coach. You have to communicate that with the player. How are you feeling? You know, are you feeling like you've, you're coming down from a bit of a high here? And if they are, that's totally normal. You've got to embrace that. But also you have to know then when as a coach to go in and go, right, come on, let's get you back up. Let's get you back moving. It's not as if they were struggling for any motivation. It's just naturally people go through ups and downs in life and in sport but it's how you manage it and you have to be you have to adapt you have to adapt the way you go about speaking to a player it's not always the same way because if I'm talking to you in the same tone of voice for this two hours you're going to get bored it's not going to have the same effect as what it would do as if you know we had a five minute conversation it was in out and it was like wow five minutes of just fire or whatever it is you know you've, you've got to adapt that as a coach I believe and that totally is random that's absolutely fascinating what you're saying and, and I guess with experience now looking back after their amazing run after the US Open did you sense their level was dropping and when you did sense the level dropping did you just leave it for maybe a couple of days or a couple of weeks longer than probably what you would do next time good question uh, I didn't necessarily sense it in terms of see them do anything different I kind of predicted it I think if you if you know the sport enough you will know that you know as you know you've played to an extremely high level yourself like you, you go through ups and downs and you're going to observe tennis in a similar way and you understand that you know you can expect those moments especially after you know the biggest tournament win of your life one of um, and then necessarily that their energy levels didn't drop it was more about you know s s sustaining 
the drive and determination to, to finish unbelievably strong for the year because if we were to stop the end of the year let's say before Vienna we still would have had an unbelievable year you know are we going to make a decision and just kind of cruise the back end of the year or are we going to attack it how do we want to finish this year do we want to finish number one spot unfortunately that time has gone we, we can't catch the number ones but are we going to finish strong as a team here you know are we going to are we going to do do the best we possibly can and look back on this year and think you know what that was a real turning point for me I realised that I was stronger than I thought you know I've, we've got more in the tank if we want it or do we look back and go you know what I'm I'm disappointed that we didn't finish that year stronger. So it was it was it was a bit of a conscious chat, really. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating, Rob. And, and what about beyond this year? Um, Rajiv and Joe have had an incredible year. It's always at this time of the season in doubles that the lawyers get involved and partnerships split up. I, I presume they're staying together, and I presume you're staying with them for 2022. So Joe and Rajiv, yeah, they will be rightly so uh, maintaining their their relationship as a doubles team. Um, however, I have uh, made the decision to leave the team at the end of this year. We've, we've decided uh, on good terms that we've had an unbelievable two years and it was my choice to, to decide to move on and uh, you know, I wish them all the best and I no doubt they're going to have um, the best success hopefully for, for 2022. So our listeners would, would wonder... Why would you split? You've had so much success. You've you've been in the coaching box of Grand Slam champions. You know the chance next year to really establish and and become the number one pair. So why have you decided to move on? Well, I think we've achieved an awful lot. First and foremost, I'm extremely proud of the work that I've done with the guys and the the further team around the guys as well. Um, when I started working with them, Rajiv was 24 in the world and Joe was 22, respectively. And now they're at career highs of three and four and they've been to a career team high of, of one. Um, so that, first and foremost, is something that I'm, I'm very proud of. Secondly, one of the, the main reasons is, is I'm ready for a new challenge. And I mean that with the greatest respect to the team possible. It's nothing on them. I think as, as a coach especially on the tour there's there's very few things that you do for yourself and this was a, a selfish decision if I'm being completely honest um, to to further my career in in a in a slightly different area of competitive tennis so have you got anything to move into uh, so I am entering a trial period with Dan Evans um, we are going to start doing pre-season at the start of December. Um, that must be really exciting for you to move success doubles game to, to now singles with someone who has had his best year on tour. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to work with Dan. Hopefully I can uh, add some value to his, him and his, his, his team. He still works with uh, his main coach, Sebastian. That's Sebastian Prieto. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, so I will be joining the team and hopefully adding value to them, and you know, seeing if it works both ways. So we've got the preseason to both decide that. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to 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 join the team and and hopefully have a have a great year with with those guys. Just want to make this clear: you split with Joe and Rajiv and had no job. And then Dan asked you, as opposed to the other way around, is that correct? Yeah, so 
I decided with the guys it was a week before Vienna and I didn't have anything lined up which many people were wondering why I did that because that's not generally the nature of the beast it's you tend to line something up but it was something that I feel mainly out of mutual respect to the guys that I didn't want to I didn't want to go and, and, and talk to, to other people whilst they were uh, still working with me the last thing I wanted was for them to find out in, in the wrong way um, but also I was I was willing to take that risk I, I knew I'd I knew I'd have a I'd had a great two years with the guys you know and I was I was confident that something would come up well it's a great opportunity and, and what do you make of, of Dan's year and what do you think because no doubt you've you've spoken with Dan and spoken with Sebastian what what does Dan or what is Dan looking to improve for 2022? Well, I think the, the simplicity of it is Dan's obviously, you know, I haven't spoken to him in great detail about goals or anything just yet, but it's more about how I'm going to work within the team, what I can uh, bring along with Sebastian to help Dan bring the best out of himself. You know, he's had a fantastic year and he's, an, he's a fantastic player. Um, something that I think every player wants to do is find the little the one percenters here and there and hopefully I can I can see something that maybe they they haven't done just yet which might add that one percent to his game and uh, you know hopefully takes him to, to areas of, of the sport which he, he hasn't been just yet. Played a lot of tennis this year with Sebastian will you share the weeks or will there be moments where you're both together? Uh, we will share the weeks so when Sebastian is with Dan I won't be and when I'm with Dan, Sebastian won't be as far as we have agreed so far. That's what's going to happen. So it's fascinating with, with, with Dan and uh, his, the style of play that he has. It's unique. And I think that's what makes him such a, a tough player. And his, his on-court intelligence, his tennis IQ, as we call it, is, is up there with, with the very best. Do, does he almost take pride in, in the fact that people talk about him in, in, that, in those ways? I don't know. I, I would imagine, and again, this... I don't know that the real answer to that question, but I would say that Dan is a pretty level-headed guy. I think he's going to keep his focus on just doing his job. I don't think he's going to be worried too much about kind of how other people see him. I think he's going to go out there and be the best version of himself and execute that. And obviously, and he he'll know in turn that it will attract the right attention from from how he plays and how he goes about his business. And you know, he's a uh, he knows that for sure he's beaten how many top 10 players you know I think he was I think the stat was I could be wrong with this but he was the second best of 2020 in winning beating players in the top 10 you know the first was was Novak so you know he he knows how to play the game and yeah his his tennis is is extremely good and as I say it's going to be the small percentages which will hopefully allow him to, to continue that success and you know hopefully do even, even better Rob thanks very much for talking to us on ATP Tennis Radio congratulations on the great job that you've done so send our congratulations to Joe and Rajiv and good luck for next year with, with the, your new adventure thanks Barry appreciate it